Hi there, I'm Eleanor and welcome to the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Each week we're covering a new destination across Sun City, Cruise, USA Worldwide and Camping Holidays. Today, instead of talking about a destination, we're talking about getting you to and through Dublin Airport. or love it, going to the airport, or in this case Dublin Airport, is a necessary part of going on holidays. Personally, I love it. From the moment I put on my out of office, the excitement about my holiday starts to build and only amplifies once I get through security and start into my little airport routine. In 2018, Dublin Airport was the 11th largest airport in the European Union, with 31.5 million people passing through it. It facilitates flights to almost 200 destinations in 43 countries, operated by 56 airlines. This year it will, and has begun to, welcome 19 new routes. So, in this episode we want to give you a one-stop audio guide to the airport. We'll be talking about every aspect of using the airport, from parking your car or hopping off the bus to walking through your gate to the plane. And to give us all the insights into the airport, Stephen and I are joined by Audrey O'Hagan, the External Communications Officer for the DAA, Martin Carpenter, General Manager of ARI Ireland, and Liz Kavanagh, Passenger Experience Manager from the DAA. So, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, just to start, starting with Audrey, could you give us a little bit of detail about your role? Yeah, so I work in the external communications department. I'm there about four years. And in my role, we like to fancy ourselves as protecting the reputation of Dublin Airport. Mm. That's kind of what we would do. So we're kind of constantly keeping an eye on what's happening. I'd keep a close eye on social media. Mm. Um, I would kind of issue out the press release. So any news stories, anything that's developing at Dublin Airport, um, I'd be very much involved in, in that side of, of things. And of course, answering Thanks questions. <laughs> like the questions you might have today, yeah. Brilliant. And Martin? Yeah, I guess my, my job is probably the, 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 the best job in retail in Ireland, uh, as in looking after the retail for uh, Dublin and Cork airports. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that, that encapsulates everything from beauty uh, in both locations, the alcohol, perfume, cosmetics, and all the concessions that are run in the airports as well, such as WH Smith, Sunglass Hut. Uh, Victoria's Secrets, to, to name but a few. So uh, that, that's pretty much what I do. Our, I guess our motto and our sort of uh, key strap line is experience is everything. And we're, we're undergoing a big development at the moment, which we may talk Indeed about too. in a while in yeah. terms of it really enhancing and underlining that, that, that passenger experience. Very nice. And Liz? Um, I'm Liz Kavanagh. I am the passenger experience manager within operations at Dublin Airport. Um, I've been there quite a while now, 20 years plus um so we're responsible for really the passenger experience and um, improving it and um, maintaining the good passenger experience that we have mm. but also looking at what we can do to improve it my team would also um field all the the customer feedback um, from our passengers and um, taking into account everything that they that they want so that we can uh, improve the, the the service and the facilities that we provide for them brilliant great it's a nice little now, could about each of your jobs? Yeah, I think I think just before we get into the questions, it really is an experience going through the airport nowadays, isn't it? Mm, absolutely, and a, yeah. and a brilliant experience. Like it's it's so exciting. Like as Anna said, the minute the, the out of office goes on, that's when people start looking forward to their holiday. Mm. You know, my my sort of experiences when I get on the air coach in the morning, going over to the airport, that's where my holiday starts. 
my young lad loves the airport. We have our own little routines. Again, you mentioned routines. Mm. We have our own little routines. Everywhere we go, you know, we go to the coffee in the same place or go for a beer, even if it's six o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you have your holiday point. And, you know, it is a complete experience Absolutely, now going yeah. through the airport, isn't it? It really is. I think people plan so far ahead as well now, which is great. Yeah. Um, and to come to the airport um, as best briefed as you possibly can as well to know what kind of shops you want to look in and mm. all that kind of thing mm. is, is uh, it's really important to, there's so much there now as well. Yeah. But it's a good feel. It's a it's a it's a buzzy, Excited. happy atmosphere, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. In the airport. Yeah, and I pe- think that that's that's really important. Is that you know probably in previous years or you know uh, decades it was always seen as a daunting task, yeah. and quite stressful. And I guess it's, it is quite stressful for a lot of people. But our job collectively is to make sure that 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 we remove the stress as much yeah. as possible from that and make it an experience and a positive experience. Well, you're definitely doing a good job on that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, to get started. We'll go from the car park onwards. So what are the different types of car parks at Dublin Airport? I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk you through that. Yeah. So there's a few different car parks at Dublin Airport. So there would be the T1 multi-storey. That's mm-hmm. a short-term car park. There's T2 multi-storey short-term car park. And then there's a surface car park there as well. Um, and then we have our long-term car park. So there's the Holiday Blue. And then there's the Red Express. So in between those two, the Holiday Blue is generally the cheapest one. It's slightly further away. And the buses come kind of every 12 to 15 minutes. And then there's the Red Express. That's a little bit closer. And the buses come every five to seven minutes. Okay. Yeah, that's my go-to so, park. Yeah. Park. <laughs> um, and then at the short term, obviously, are located in really close proxi- proximity to the terminals. Yeah. Mm. Um, so they're our main ones. There's PRM. Um, maybe, Liz, we'll talk a little bit more about PRM. But there's PRM spaces mm. in all of our car parks. So anybody with reduced mobility can avail of those spaces. Brilliant. And actually, we have special rates for blue badge holders. Okay. So they could use the short term car park for, I think, nine fifty a day. Yeah. As opposed to the general... Full price. 40, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you were, I suppose it depends what you're looking for. For the, Oh, you were talking about um, best, how do you get the best, best rates? rates? Best yeah. rates are always available online. So to book in advance is the best way, but you can actually pack up, arrive on the day as well, but you'll always get your best rates online. And are there ever any like special promotions around car parking or yeah. are there times of the year that you know... Oh, I think Dublin Airport might have like a few euro off the car parking. I'm yeah, sure we do. We do occasionally run uh, promotions. I'd say follow us on social media. Mm. That's the best way to see a promotional code is to follow us like on Twitter and on Facebook mm. because that's where you'll see those promo codes. But we do get people messaging us all the time every day asking if there's any promo codes. And if there is, we're quite we happy them, to yeah. share them. And yeah. if there isn't, we'll just kind of advise that they will get the best rates Brilliant. online. But yeah, do keep an eye on the social media pages. Brilliant. That's where you'll see all that. And in terms of the car parks, are, which car parks would be better for like short haul, long haul? How like how expensive? What I suppose the main thing is price, really, for it's, car parks. Yeah, it, it, always book early and book mm. online. That would be You'd my be the best advice. Yeah, you I can, can get give. very good deals for the short term car park online. Yeah. Um. So always try and book as far in advance as mm. you can. Not a day before or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can be a little bit prepared, um, the deals online can be fantastic. Okay, mm. brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I usually go to the red one because I know it's always relatively the same amount as public transport and taxis yeah <laughs> and it's very handy and it's very accessible run so f- so, so regularly as well like you know that, that, that's a good that's a good one to go for i think people that are generally traveling that might be away for a long long time mm. they may go for the holiday blue yeah and yeah. and leave the cars there if they're gone for an extended period of time but someone that's gone away for a week or two they generally go for the red express mm. But I mean, as I go online and browse, when you go onto the website and you actually put in your dates, all the options will, will appear. So you can have a look and decide for yourself. So it's what very simple. Exactly. It's very yeah. easy. Yeah. It really, really is easy to navigate. And then it just depends what's most important to you. Is it getting the best rate or is it 
being proximity. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you can make that decision for yourself there. But it actually will show you up the rate for every car park once you've popped in your dates. Cool. Brilliant. And so then check in um, which airlines are in which terminals. I know with my parents, this is a question I regularly get when they're going on holidays <laughs> yeah. because they never seem to. No, oh, for we, themselves. We, we get it in the sense. Is there a link in one or well. two? Is Ryanair in one or two? Well, yeah. I tell you, the, this is, if you go on to our, because obviously we have a lot of airlines yeah, at the moment. We'll be here all day, actually, yeah. if I was to start reading them all out to you. But if you go on to our website and have a look, you'll see it there. Just go on to flight information and it actually has up what airlines are in Terminal 1, what airlines are in Terminal 2. But just to make it really easy for you today, Terminal 2 is Aer Lingus, American Airlines, Delta, Emirates, Norwegian and United. Hmm. That's T2 and Everything else is yeah. Terminal 1. Yeah. That's my... That's simplifying. <laughs> I'll read them all out to you. But um, yeah, that, that's the easiest way. But if you actually go on, there's a link there and it's very easy. You can get the drop-down menu and you'll see them all on there. And actually, one thing about Aer Lingus in T2, the last few Aer Lingus flight... Actually, no, maybe not the last few. One or two of the last few Aer Lingus flights that I've had, you have to go back to, to the 300 one. gates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you know like if what it would be one of those flights? Like, Would you know before you go... I couldn't give you an exact list of destinations right now. The regional flights tend to go from the 300 gates. Mm. So the shorter distances mm. or the smaller aircrafts might go from the 300 gates. Okay. But I wouldn't take that as an exact <laughs> sign. No, it um, does just depend on the day and like the aircraft yeah. in the park. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. um, you just, I suppose, be prepared that there may be that little bit more of a walk, but you can always get assistance if you need it. Brilliant. Yeah, because my mm. main thing is I prefer Terminal 1 to Terminal 2. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I prefer really? the shops and I like um, the new... Uh, restaurant area in Terminal 1 that's weird I prefer Terminal 2 yeah it's just for the shops I prefer T1 I think uh, Martin might actually tell you there's a lot happening with T2 at the <laughs> yeah, moment yeah, yeah I know they're doing work in T2 <laughs> yeah. yeah but there's, it's, there's, you're right there's a lot like I guess if you compared T1 to T2 probably six months ago we're halfway through development in mm. T2 yeah. uh, the atmosphere the buzz the the, the, inf- the the architecture of the building in T1 lends itself more to feeling more atmospheric whereas T2 mm. feels more cathedral like yeah. it's yeah. massive yeah, yeah, yeah. big ceilings yeah. it feels like o- open air it feels like you're yeah. in a, an auditorium definitely um, so but we're, we're fast constructing a new uh, retail experience for T2 which will be open uh, at the end of August beginning of September uh, state of the art we've already opened a liquor shop uh, back uh, last November and it's probably the best liquor shop in in, in airport shopping uh, anywhere yeah, in the world I moseyed through it in December yeah <laughs> we've just recently <laughs> o- opened Coach as well pre-Christmas in Terminal 2 mm. uh, we've opened our own jewellery and watch um, outlets in there as well and last year we opened the Guinness Export ho- House which is similar to the Guinness Storehouse in mm. terms of the experiential um, aspect and it's the only sort of collaboration with Guinness outside of the, the storehouse yeah. in Dublin fast. in any retail environment as well and, and Avoca just recently came aboard mm. there last year as well so we're fast fast be- T2 is fast catching up with T1 so uh, before you know it we'll be redeveloping T1 again but it's ever evolving yeah. because you can't stand still in retail you know anything no. that's seven years old or whatever becomes outdated Ancient. and you have to continually mm. renew it to, to create that experience we talked about earlier mm. brilliant yeah Maybe T2 will become my favourite term. It will. (laughs) (laughs) Once everything is open. Um, And then for a check-in as well, what's kind of the minimum time people should arrive, short haul, long haul? We would generally say arrive at least 90 minutes before a short haul flight Mm. and three hours before a long haul Mm. flight. And that 90 minutes is whether you've checked in online or not. Because one thing, people often think if they've checked in online that they can afford to kind of show up maybe 
30 minutes before the flight no. and that mm. is just going to lead them to an awful Absolute lot of stress yeah. because you know if they get there and there's a, a queue at a security or if they haven't prepared properly it actually just leads to a very stressful experience for the passenger yeah. so we would always encourage that 90 minutes uh, for short haul whether you've checked in online or not that's our, our kind of Absolutely. standard advice and just that we to add as well that if you are parking at, at additional time onto that it, we really want you in the building 90 minutes yeah. before mm. um, it just allows for any delays in traffic or anything like that just yeah. to I mean, I work in the airport. I know it inside out. <laughs> I would, I'd never, I'd actually always leave two hours, but, yeah. um, and for long haul, I'd be minimum three. Like I just, and that's, that's someone who who works there and knows it back to front. So. Yeah. And there's like little things people might make the mistake of they've parked the car, they got into the terminal and they realise sugar, they've left their wallet in the car, their mm. keys, their yeah. boarding passes and yeah. then there's a race back. So always allow yourself as much time as you can to give yourself the best possible experience, to be honest with you, to Absolutely. allow you kind of more of a relaxed approach but, to the whole thing. But the whole thing is, that the, as we spoke about, it, the experience, mm. like there's so much to do now in, in yeah. the airport. Like I do get there three or four hours beforehand if the should be on. Now I yeah. hate being late for anything, but <laughs> I, there's so much to do there. You know, there's no point in rushing through the airport. No. Get in, relax, have something to eat. You know, the, the, as I said, there is so much to do nowadays yeah. in there. That you just get in there two hours, three hours beforehand. And then you feel chilled. You feel, you know, you can so you relaxed. can wander around. You can see what's new. You can see what the, the deals and offers are. Yeah. Get a get something to eat, get something to drink, shop, uh, bring your duty free on. Even if it's a Ryanair fl- flight, doesn't matter with the baggage restrictions. Yeah. You can yeah. bring airport shopping onto, onto Ryanair flights. That's not an issue at all. It's probably a misconception out there that people can't, but they can. Mm. Um, and yeah, you just give yourself time to, to chill. And yeah. it's and it, it that absolutely reduces that stress level. Mm. If you leave it too late and you don't give your, yourself yeah. enough time, that's when the problems begin. Well, mm. exactly. And it, it, it sort of will alter people's moods, how they start the Completely, holiday. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, even no, if it's a city it break or it's a holiday. The right start. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So go, yeah. chill, enjoy the experience. The airport is part of a holiday experience, yeah. I mm. feel. And that's, you know, get there in plenty of time. This it's, half an hour beforehand, I don't understand. What it's literally the only time that I don't mind when my alarm goes off. <laughs> I'll happily get there. It's, if it's like a 7 a.m. flight, I'll happily get there at half four yeah. to just sit, have my Starbucks, chill out, mm-hmm. have a mosey about, maybe have a read, maybe a little nap in one of those... Uh, oh, the pods. The pods, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> As I have done arriving hungover to the airport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so security, this is always a bugbear of mine. I don't know how people aren't prepared for security. <laughs> we. Yeah, we don't have I have like a specific airport outfit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shoes I know I won't yeah. have to yeah. remove. Yeah. Jeans I know I don't need a belt for. I yes. have my jacket off ready to go. I have my little bag of uh, toiletries ready to rock. See, you're at the top our favourite bag of passengers. <laughs> yeah. like, this is what we want. I don't know how people at yeah. this stage we need to clone aren't you. prepared. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah abs- I'd be the exact same. If I'm going anywhere, I have the outfit planned to a T to yeah. make it a scene as possible going mm. through yeah. um, the security process like the rules the, the rules are obviously with your liquids you, 100 mils or less uh, one bag that's one litre in size so that's 20 by 20 we actually provide the bags yeah. mm. so we have the bags there So I always stock up and um, get a few extra every time I'm in the airport <laughs> and do that like by all means <laughs> yeah absolutely Like so we one bag per person mm. each item in the bag can be 100 mils or less and must be clearly marked so you'd often get um, a passenger may arrive with a 200 mil bottle that's half empty and they say but it's half oh. empty there's only 100 mils in it it must be a 100 exactly. mil container mm. or less um, in terms of your outfit as you nailed it on the head there so try and plan as best you can in terms of your outfit so you're not taking off unlacing big boots knee high boots to have to go through security you know yeah. if you have a simple shoe or a runner mm. or um, 
even a sandal or something that's easy to slip off. That's ideal. Mm. Um, as you approach security screening, you know, you need to put all your coins, keys, uh, laptops, tablets, all those devices into the tray as well. And also present your liquids bag. Take that out of your bag and present that separately yeah. uh, too. Um, I just give a bit of advice for the summer. Put your sunglasses in your bag if you're taking if they're on your head mm. and you're taking so them off. Don't throw them into bleep. the tray because no, they're getting they'll get damaged. Oh, um, okay. That's what we're finding a lot with sunglasses in the summertime. Yeah. So if you've got them on your head and the guy says put them into the tray, put them into your bag or a pocket or something because we're finding that when they're going through the machine they can get knocked out mm. and damaged. So you okay. if you want your sunnies for your holidays, good tip. Yeah, yeah that's a solid. In yeah. your bag. And uh, one time I was going through security. And I always have inhalers with me and I had it in my bag. I never put in my liquids bag. And he stopped me for like, like 15 minutes because I had my inhaler Your medication. separate. You, oh, should inhalers or that kind of medication be in your liquids bag? An inhaler, if it's a powder inhaler, not necessarily, no. Um, so I don't know what kind of an inhaler you have, but yeah, it's normal. Yeah, generally the, the powder ones would be fine. Mm. Um, I would still just even for personal thing, I'd, I'd always put my medication separately in another plastic bag, bag okay. um, and just so they can see that it's yours and yeah. um, that you've got the, the little sticker or your, even your prescription, a copy of your prescription or okay. anything like that um, and just have it separate. I my I travel, my husband would have a lot of uh, inhalers like that and stuff as well and we'd always make sure that um, it's in a separate bag. It doesn't necessarily have to be because it is powder, it's not a liquid mm. so they shouldn't have. Okay. Stopped you for that, yeah. And is there any limit on medication that you can bring through in your hand luggage? Do you need a prescription with you or anything? Your prescription is usually on the on the thing on the yeah. thing itself yeah. so you know the little sticker mm. that you yeah. find yeah. Prescription. Mm. so that, that's there that's fine and um, absolutely you should whatever medication you need for the duration of your trip is absolutely fine and it's totally exempt from this when I talk about the one litre bag yeah. and the 100 mils or less your medication is separate to that okay. so whatever medication you need for the duration of your trip is absolutely fine and in terms of identifying it generally if you have a, a doctor's note prescription great but usually the little sticker that would be on the bottle Which or whatever it is suffice, yeah. that's fine yeah and um, could you explain maybe the security fast pass? It's something I've never done. I always just stand in the queue. Yeah, it's becoming really, really popular. <laughs> it's always been popular. It's kind of becoming more popular. Yeah, so yeah. the rates start anywhere from five ninety five to seven ninety five mm. um, if you book online, mm. and that will depend. If you're like, why does the price change? It just depends on the busy periods during the day and the amount of people. Obviously, if you just sold unlimited fast pass mm. then it wouldn't be fast pass no. because <laughs> you <laughs> know if, if everybody just rocked up so yeah. Yeah, yeah so it, it's 5.95 to 7.95 if you purchase online however if you do get to the airport and you look to the normal security queue and it looks really really busy and you're in a big hurry there's actually some um, pods just beside the fast track uh, area now where you can quickly jump on and buy fast track there and then so if you've kind of come to the airport you're assessing the queues you're saying I'm really under time constraints here that queue looks like it's going to take too long you can buy it for nine ninety five on handy. the spot and Very jump handy. into the fast track. Yeah. So and there is that option for you there. Both terminals. Both terminals. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah. So you can do that. But um, we we find it, like yourself for someone like yourself maybe that likes to enjoy the entire experience. Yeah. It could be a really nice little added extra. Yeah. You know, no, it is. What we're going yeah. down to Liverpool with we seven the young lad in a couple of weeks, and I've got the fast pass just to just to get through because it's going to be a really early morning flight as well. So yeah. just to get through so we can go for our. That's hot when chocolate it works and coffee. Best. It's like, or your pint. <laughs> <laughs> on my pint. No, I won't, won't, won't with the young lad. I won't with the young lad. Uh, yeah. 
But even, even if it was a, a case that you know you had you had allowed enough time, and then mm. all of a sudden you you, you had a, you came across an accident on the motorway or something. Yes. Um, it it could be a good idea to just log on if you think you're going to be quite quite tight to log on and actually buy one of those passes yeah, so in front yeah. of your car just in case to yeah. sort of mm. add, you know reduce that stress level in Definitely. terms of anything that could delay you. So online, you can purchase it up to one hour before your departure time. Mm. So if your flight's going out at seven and you're still sitting in the car and it's quarter to six, you can still purchase it. If you get to the, if you haven't done it and you get to the airport and it's ten past six and you're really under time constraints, just go up to the pods and you can buy it there. Yeah, that's um, really So handy. it will make that a huge really difference handy. to people. I think the people we described earlier that might have forgot the boarding mm. pass, left it in the car, and they they plan to be there way in advance and just stuff goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's lovely. It's a nice option for them to be able to jump in and get the yeah, pass. That's, really, that's really good. And there and then, but like. You mentioned those busy times first thing in the morning is crazy busy, yeah. um, so it's a nice option to mm. kind of de stress, yeah, definitely just go through the fast pack, tr- fast track queue there. And uh, just one other thing on security mm-hmm. for parents with say babies or toddlers, their baby food and stuff that's all exempt from the, the liquid rules, yeah. so they can just bring through as much as they need for whatever's needed and it can be tested if required, um, okay. there and then. So, yeah, whatever they and it's not what they need for the flight, mm. it's if they can bring holiday. whatever they need for their holiday. Okay, um, so if you were reluctant to check it in in case you couldn't get the, the baby loves some particular food, their optimal um, exploded, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you can bring what you need for your for your whole journey, your whole trip, like, yeah. brilliant, mm-hmm. great, and um. On the same note as kind of getting to the airport in time, US pre-clearance, how much time should you allow or should you allow extra time on top of, say, the two to three hours? No, we would still recommend that people travelling that are going to avail of the pre-clearance that they still arrive to the airport three hours before their flight. Now, obviously, pre-clearance processing times they vary mm. um, so once you've kind of checked in you've gone through the regular security we would just encourage people to keep an eye on the flight information screens and your airline may have possibly advised you anyhow so when you're checking in they might say it's quite busy it's best to head down there straight away or they may advise that you've got plenty of time so once you've allowed the three hours yeah. you'll be okay okay yeah, brilliant um, so what services are there there for people with say mobility issues sensory issues mm-hmm. visual impairments so from um, the, from an assistance point of view, we have OCS. Mm-hmm. They provide service on our behalf and that can be assistance for anybody, um, say from just somebody who can't walk long distances um, right up to somebody who's a wheelchair user or has a vision impairment. Um, so any any sort of reduced mobility is the term that's used um, in the aviation industry. So you can just uh, avail of assistance from OCS. So you book it via your airline. Okay. Um, pre- preferably when you book your tickets, mm-hmm. you're better off booking it then. You can book it on the website um, from the airline that you're booking your flights with if not then you can obviously there's there's numbers for each of the airlines to call ahead and book it with them or you can book it with us directly or with OCS now the the, I suppose the requirement is 48 hours in advance that makes you a pre-advised passenger mm-hmm. um, which then means I suppose you'll you'll get the assistance that little bit quicker you might have to wait if you're a non-pre-advised passenger is what it's called um, so 48 hours in advance or two months in advance whatever whenever yeah. you're booking you can you can book it then and be prepared um, so that's the assistance on the day um, we also have an important flyer program and that's for passengers who have um, say it's primarily for autism but if you have any sensory issues that you maybe um, find queuing difficult things mm. like that um, so there is kind of a, an application process for that so if you contact uh, prm at daa.ie you can um, 
you'll get back all the information that you need to provide because we do provide or we do require, I suppose, uh, proof of diagnosis yeah. um, so that we can we know we're giving the, the lanyard or the wristband to a bona fide passenger who yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do familiarisation tours then as well. And that can be for like that as well. Passengers who are reluctant to travel or would have the sensory issues that they'd be nervous about their travel so they can come out ahead of travel and um, so we do we do ask that you you have travel booked mm. rather than just coming up for a day out to the airport <laughs> um, so we do the familiarization tour that it just it brings you through the whole process so that it's not something new on the day yeah. and that you're not it's not a daunting experience you're actually going to have come to the airport and know what to expect and, and even have that bit of excitement and yeah. that experience that, that people do get um, and we also do for people if they have a fear as well um, and it can it can help with that it's it's changed people's lives they've said from the point of view if they haven't travelled maybe in, in 8 or 10 years if they have a child maybe with autism and mm. they've taken that step to do it and it's worked out really really well so we would encourage that it is obviously um, you have to book in and all uh, for that so always try and do that a good bit in advance as well um, and we also um do a lot, a lot of work but it's with my canine companion um, around familiarisation for the dogs as well um, oh, okay. bringing them through the, the experience at the airport and um, they learning how to behave in a restaurant and not be robbing people's food and <laughs> whatever so essential um, yeah so it's, it's good from that point of view as well so they're generally the the um, service assistant services that we have they're excellent services actually yeah really they're are. brilliant I didn't yeah. know about the whole familiarisation side of things that's great yeah no, it's brilliant and um, one other thing on accessibility in Terminal 1, this is a specific question from our holiday support team who deal with all our uh, clients' annoyances, grievances or queries. Um, in Terminal 1, is there a facility after security where you can get transferred by buggy from the shopping area to the Reiner Gates? Yeah, so just down at the end, like you said, Starbucks there. It's just past Starbucks. You okay. can get a buggy um, down to the to the 100 Gates. That's the only area that it operates in, I suppose, because it's the longest distance. Mm. Um, but we, you can just pick it up on the day. We would prefer you to book it in advance so that obviously it's we're, we're more prepared for people. Uh, but you can on the day, say, if you didn't realise you were going from the 100 gates mm. and then you saw it on the screens you could go and, and just approach them there you may just wait a few minutes it does operate on a loop so it might not be there but there is seating just off to the left um, as you pass Starbucks and um, that you could sit and wait for it yeah brilliant great um, and facilities are there many facilities for kids to keep them Somewhat, somewhat stress free. Somewhat stress free <laughs> and entertained. Entertained throughout the airport. Yeah, we're kind of working on that at the moment. Um, so there, there, there's a couple of small little facilities at the moment, but um, we're working on, on improving that. Um, mm. I don't think you'll see. From the, I suppose, just general children's facilities point of view, it'll probably be more towards the end of the year um, and into next year that we'll see the facilities really improve there. There's project teams working on that at the moment. Um, And then hopefully by um, the end of May, we'd hope to have a sensory room for um, passengers with autism in Terminal 2. And we're working on trying to find a location in Terminal 1. So (laughs) we'll we'll find one. Work in progress. Yeah, we'll find one. And um, you mentioned the kids with autism and the familiarisation tours. Are there any other facilities there for kids with any form of disabilities or... Uh, just the, the sensory, sensory room, room in, in Terminal 2 that will open up um, hopefully the end of May. Brilliant. And can you keep strollers and buggies until you actually hop onto the plane 
or are there any like complimentary ones in the airport that you can use? There aren't complimentary ones. I feel no. like I saw that in an airport somewhere. We did like, have oh, it. We tried, it. we tried it. We tried it for a period. Yeah. Um, didn't work. <laughs> it, it didn't work out great. No, um, just <laughs> getting them back for the other passengers <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, but you can you can keep your buggy and um, just get it tagged at check in by the airline mm. and keep it with you right up until the aircraft door, and it'll be just put into the hold then for you. And you collect it on the other side then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well familiar with the process. I am very well familiar <laughs> with it, yeah. He's not in a buggy anymore. I wish he would be. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that that's the big thing about travelling with, with kids. They, and I love them so much, but he, they can often be the, the, the sort of... Stressor. The stressor. They, they ah, can bring yeah. the stress to, to the to their parents. And you're right, if there's, if there's things for them to do, because they're hyper excited. Yes. They're really, yeah. really excited. They're going. They could be going on a plane for the first time, and um, they could be in the airport for the first time, or they they could be just going on holidays, and, and they're they're excited to go back to to wherever they are. Um, so, getting them in the right frame of mind to be behaved when they are super excited can mm-hmm. be tough. So, anything that is you can do and you will be doing will be much appreciated (laughs) we have um, baby feeding rooms actually in both terminals now maybe for a little bit younger than what you're you're talking (laughs) of there but they're not just for for baby babies they're for small children there's um, microwaves somewhere nice and quiet it is it's a room that you can kind of go in close the door and reset do you know what I mean like you know away from all the hustle and bustle and all the madness the room is beautifully decorated like it's lovely and colourful and uh, all the furniture is really suitable but it is a nice room that I think some parents take their children in just Just to calm it down and before they go again so that's a nice little facility Um, in T1 it's just near where Starbucks is and in T2 if you know it's um, the retail area just near where the lifts are that would take you upstairs to the food court there's a little um, baby feeding room in there Handy. So okay. and like that, it's not just for brand new babies. It's for ba- you can uh, warm up something that you, exactly yeah. that you've brought through, or even just take them in there and calm down <laughs> for a few minutes. It's actually um, a great little area over in T two there because lovely. you have the the baby feed room. You also have the assistance dog relief room as well. We find a lot more people are traveling with assistance dogs. Okay, so if your dog needs to do his business before you get oh, in the yeah. plane, there's a place to go. Yeah. 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 And there's the larger that. kind of accessible toilets as well. So it's a right little hub, I suppose, yeah. over in T two there. Yeah. I think it's just past coach um the coach shop on the right yeah just under the escalators yeah. i think they're mm. yeah. yes yeah mm, that's that's a great little facility yeah. never knew about that there you go um and so then shops and food our favorite yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what kind of retail and food are in the different terminals um so pr- pr- i guess from a retail perspective it's it's pretty much the same in t1 and t2 although mm. t2 will when we're finished will will have a lot more new brands in from a perfume and cosmetics mm. perspective um, so we have we have probably well over a hundred different brands from a perfume and cosmetics, skincare, uh, makeup, fragrances, etc. Uh, and we offer fifteen uh, percent promise, at least fifteen percent cheaper than the recommended retail prices downtown all the time on on beauty products. And then we also have uh, other products such, such as fragrances, certain fragrances that are always forty percent or up to forty percent off as well. Nice. So you get some really really good deals yeah. um, from a beauty perspective. And then if you're traveling duty free. Uh, from an alcohol point of view, I mean the you know the savings there are, are immense. Um, tobacco clearly can only be, tobacco <laughs> can only be purchased when you travel duty free. You can't buy duty paid uh, uh, tobacco. But again, the savings there if you're one of those smaller group of people that are you know diminishing the smoke, <laughs> um, it it actually is huge savings in that regard as well. Um, and then we have um, 
we have a whole host of so we, we we operate two sort of models in in the airport one is direct that we run ourselves from an ari perspective which is uh, perfume cosmetics alcohol and uh, tobacco and they would be the main ones and then we would sort of run in association with other brands like the guinness avoca um, and then we would have uh, concession uh, shops as well, so the likes of WH Smith's, Boots, um, mm. Dixon's, Electronics, uh, Victoria's Secrets, where we don't necessarily run them, but we run it either in partnership or as a concession uh, arrangement. But but from a passenger point of view, the service that they, they get either from you know the loop, which is the duty-free part, the, yeah. the, the perfume and cosmetics, or any of those concessions, they, should no, they shouldn't notice any difference whatsoever. We have some really, really good and knowledgeable staff in both perfume and cosmetics, and particularly in the alcohol section. Some of our whiskey and gin and, and ambassadors, their knowledge is incredible. Yeah. So mm. if, you're, if, you're, if you want to know about what, what's the best whiskeys to get, go and talk to any of our ambassadors in either term they will blow you away with the, the amount of knowledge they have and I mean it, it almost makes the hair stand on the back of your neck when you hear some of the stories They're passionate about, about it, some of the, the provenance of some of the product that they sell there oh, it's wow. absolutely incredible if you, if you have the time if uh, I have time to spare I'll uh, question the gin person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, that's great and um, so in the loop how do you get the best deals? Yeah, again, I guess like the car, um, the, the the car parking best deals would always be online. So, for example, if you were to go online this morning mm. to our website, our website, by the way, we're just in the process of redeveloping it, and it's going to be relaunched in probably the next four weeks. It's a brand new website. Brilliant. It's going to be a lot more interactive, a lot more user friendly um, than than the current site. So, keep an eye out for that. It's going to be it's going to be really, really, uh, really good. But our best deals and offers are always publicised on the, on the website. Um, and today, if you were to go on there, you'd see that we've actually started our sale, oh, uh, which is something we haven't actually done before. So this is probably the second time we, we tried it there around Christmas time, which because we have such good deals all the time, mm. we don't tend to have sales as yeah. such. So sales started in, uh, in T1 and T2 and Cork um, basically today. And that's in beauty. It's also in the likes of Coach. It's also in the likes of uh, our jewellery shop, watches, jewellery, uh, high-end jewellery. Uh, um, so, yeah, so, so so you'll see that. And you, if you were to go onto our website, so you could pre-plan, you can actually buy stuff on the website before you get to the airport and collect it when you get uh, when you get airside in the airport. Brilliant. Or if you're coming back from a, if you're going to a, a European destination and you're coming back, you can do click and collect, which is a really good service that not a lot of people know about, but we mm. try, we're trying to highlight that. So you basically buy it and then you collect it on your return uh, in either T1 or T2 so you right. don't have to bring it onto the plane and yeah. bring it all the way back again if it's something you're using to buy and give to somebody here in mm. Ireland and um, you mentioned that's on European destination so when you're actually in the loop and buy something and want to collect it after your holiday can you do that for any destination that you're going after or is it just it can only European? be for duty pay destinations so if you're oh, if okay. you're doing shop and collect that that service only uh, because the if you're doing if you're going to a duty free destination mm-hmm. the product actually has to leave the uh, the country it can't stay here so mm-hmm. unfortunately that only applies to to uh, if you're going on a on a du- European uh, uh, destination, mm-hmm. but it's still a really good service. I mean, yeah, to be fair, the big, big chunk of the percent of total of flights are actually European destinations as mm. well. So, mm. it's a great little service. Um, and one of my new favorite things is airport lounges. <laughs> <laughs> I only discovered them, I'd say, in the past like four mm. years, and I absolutely adore going into them now for just peace and quiet. So, I haven't actually been to the ones in Dublin. No, I was in the Aer Lingus one in Dublin once, 
But could you maybe talk us through the airport lounges, whoever? Yeah. It's actually uh, no judgment here because I'm 12 years working in the airport this year yeah. and only started to use the lounges recently oh, really? as well because I love the shop and yeah. I think because I enjoyed the whole side of things, I'd never actually used the lounge myself. Mm. Yeah. So I was new to it too and now I don't know that I'll ever go back. I'm sure I'll still find <laughs> shop, time to shop, Martin. <laughs> we'll, we'll track but, you down with an iPad and get you to purchase but, that um, <laughs> Wow, it's a lovely experience, yeah. isn't it? Like uh, Our lounges, you get the best rates again if you book online and book in advance. Mm. So if you book online, there's a T1 and T2 lounge so in T1 it's actually just above security so when you come in through security screening rear to your depends depends actually where you come in now Um, (laughs) but it's just above anybody will direct you there's stairs that take you kind of up to the lounge there and then Mm. in T2 it's on the link corridor between T1 Mm. and and T2 Uh, it's just there so if you book online you get it for 25 euro and if you show up on the day um, obviously subject to availability it's 29 euro okay. uh, on the day and then of course we have 51st in green mm, yeah, which I'm is amazing yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so yeah. if you're going to America if you're travelling through uh, CBP there's the 51st in green lounge down there it's absolutely beautiful you are li- almost on the runway the views mm, are, the views yeah, are amazing. spectacular mm. um, and, and that, that is after? that's after you've done okay. your pre-clearance so you've come in through normal security screening process you've gone down you've done your CBP and then you can enter the lounge down there but if you didn't book it online mm. uh, online you can go down again subject availability it's 39 euro if you show up uh, at the door but the lounge experience is absolutely uh, brilliant i think at dublin airport it really it's really, really, really really fantastic and yeah if you've got the time to just chill out yeah for those who haven't been in an airport lounge could you maybe describe what do you get what do you, what get? Do you get for your book <laughs> <your money>? um, <laughs> well you have the use of the facilities for three hours um, and tea, whatever beverages, food is all comp- what's well, all included in your price. So mm. I say complimentary, but obviously <laughs> you you've bought your pass, and um, so it's all included in the price. And then you have the use of the facility itself, which is obviously really plush, lovely, comfortable seating, mm. easy access to charging points. Um, a lot of people who would travel on business would. It's a brilliant spot for them to just open the laptop or do whatever it is that they mm. need to do. And even you would find more and more. We do have families using it as well Absolutely. because, like you described, where you just want to calm the children down yeah. before you get on the plane it's an area to kind of come off site a little bit and the view and just and mm. views that's the what views that's what amazing. Jamie loved he, he loved the fact that when we went in there he was able to nearly just the planes were just touch there he was able plane. to just touch them yeah. really and that, that's what he was looking forward to yeah, yeah. 51st in green presumably, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the 51st in yeah. green is spectacular yeah absolutely it really was is. brilliant um, but uh, the, other, the other lounges are beautiful too and same comfortable like that it's not, nothing nicer than kind of going up and getting yourself a nice comfortable spot where you can sit down that's your space you know mm. like kind of put your bag down charge your phone get a drink get something to eat and just chill out yeah. before you, you board the aircraft but um, it's a really lovely offering that we have yeah no definitely yeah. I I can't wait to try out the 51st and green one I just need to book a holiday to America now it's really worthwhile booking the trip <laughs> just, just to use the lounge <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and so they can only be used for three hours before departure three hours uh, before departure yeah yeah and yeah, just book an online in advance. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's always best to book online. But there's if you, the 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 only reason I would say obviously book online because you've guaranteed your place in the lounge mm. on that day. Because if you do show up in the day and you haven't booked online mm. and it's really really busy, there may not be availability yeah. for you. So that's that's one of the reasons I would say to kind of book online. One, the slightly better price, and, and two, you're guaranteed your, your spot. Yes, exactly. your relaxation time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, are there? I know there's a lot going on on the retail side of things, but are there any other upcoming developments that would benefit passengers that you'd like to mention? Yeah, well, you'd mentioned actually the food and beverage earlier on. There's um, 
we've about we've over 40 food and beverage outlets across the terminals and that includes everything from coffee shops to restaurants to bars and the whole lot but actually we just kicked off a tender process to rejuvenate a lot, a lot of what's there at the moment. There'll be huge changes coming to Terminal 2. Um, you'll start to see big changes from 2020, but it'll be three years in total before mm. the entire airport um, is, done. Is, is done. We listen to our passengers all the time. So we do surveys in the terminals. We listen to what they're saying to us on social media. We always see the change in trends. So you'll have noticed probably a lot more healthy, really healthy kind of yeah. mm. food and beverage outlets popping up. Um, and that's because there's a demand there for it. Like people want that. They want really healthy, good food. Mm. That's convenient um, that they can either take with them perhaps on the aircraft or th- that there's a nice spot for them to sit down and grab a bite to eat before they before they go. Marquette in Terminal 1, that's won a couple of awards. Yeah, I love and that spot. It's easy to see why, I think, because mm. um, they have a bakery, for example. Did you know that they have a bakery in the T- in the air side? So when you go through security, the T1 that's there has a bakery. Mm. So every baked good or every bit of bread, everything you're eating there was freshly Fresh. baked. Um, that that night or that early morning, like mm. which is gorgeous. We'd often go in just to get a scone <laughs> and a cup of tea, and it's still warm <laughs> and it's just yeah. lovely. Like, um, but they kind of set the mark, and you know we are listening to what our passengers are saying to mm. us. So we you see an awful lot of new bits, like when Chopped came along, that was great. Mm. And then we revised how we did Chopped. So, you know, Chopped was there, and then we were like, no, we need to make it even more convenient for the passenger. It needs to be something they can grab and go. Mm. So we just listen to what our passengers are saying all the time and we'd work quite closely with Liz and that in terms of like continuous improvement to Absolutely, kind of give our passengers yeah. the best yeah. possible experience that they can have and like that we would always listen to them even in terms of pricing we mm. want to make sure that you have all the different offerings yeah. available because one thing you'll often hear about is pricing of airport food you can spend as much or as little as you like and that's what we want to offer our passengers if you want to sit down and treat yourself to a lovely slap up meal that option is there for mm. you you can go and have a glass of champagne if you'd like you know if that's yeah. what you want to do at the same time, if you want to run in and grab a sandwich and a drink for five and hop on the plane, we want to make sure that that option is available there for you too. So we're always listening to what our passengers are saying mm. and trying to make sure that we have as many options and a flavour and a taste to suit everybody. Is it tough for you to manage the ongoing renovation or the, the upgrading with the, the flow through the airport? Is yeah. that it, tough to manage? It's, it's tough to manage. We have great great people on the floor I suppose who who look after all of that yeah. and are responsible for passenger flows and queues and trying to bypass you around everything that you don't um, it doesn't impact you too much yeah. and it's going to be ongoing for another few years now mm. it um, never ends actually no. <laughs> where our passenger numbers are obviously increasing year on yeah. year I think we're going to hit over 31 million yeah. this year so um, we need to expand so there's going to be a huge amount of development over the next few mm. years as well passengers mm. will see and we'll try and keep the impact <laughs> to a minimum but there's, there's you're right there's a huge amount of planning goes into that so yeah. for example with the T2 development um, we you know ARI would, would have looked out six months for that worked with the airport really closely in terms of operations to make sure that the flow going through our shops isn't going to impede if there's the hoarding up and whatever mm. yeah. even the hoarding if you look at the hoarding that we have in there you wouldn't even know it's hoarding yeah. it looks like a permanent wall so yeah. it's not like some of these building sites that you see in other areas that you know it's a building site this actually feels like it's a semi-permanent structure so you feel like you're walking through a shop yeah. that just looks like it, there's work going on um, but it's really important that we you know we recognise that we're a retail organisation in an airport as opposed to the other way around yeah. so you know the, the main function is to get people onto planes safely and have a great experience experience so that it's really important that we complement that and don't frustrate it in any way yeah yeah, yeah. Mm, and i've even noticed with the work going on in t2 like there's no additional noise or yeah. mm. it's very yeah. well anything done, actually, yeah. you wouldn't even notice yeah. that there's works going on or hear works going on or hear drilled going or mm. anything 
anything to make it sound a bit more stressy in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for some Aer Lingus flights, you go through and get to the gate and then you're brought on a shuttle to the 300 gates? Three, um, three, oh, yeah. The 300? Over there. And the other little terminals. PPZ. It's called yeah. the South, it's called the South yeah. Gates, yeah. Um, so it's, it's a, I suppose, a pre-boarding zone is, mm. is what it's it's for. Um, if you think about the amount of activity we yeah. have and you think about huge. the amount of aircraft and aircraft are huge. And they're getting <laughs> so bigger. That's the trying thing to park well. them yeah. and trying to find places to park them is uh, really on, on the airfield is that's where our kind of I suppose our, our massive constraints are. Mm. So um, in order to do that we had to I suppose develop what was called the South Gates and it's a, a pre-boarding zone. Um, so what like that effectively yes you are you're bussed over to um, another like a mini kind of terminal mm. or mini mm-hmm. gate area mm. um, which is all I mean it's 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 a, a nice building it's got your your uh, food and beverage there as well and um, kind of amenities like that um, and then you're brought you walk out to the aircraft then mm. from there and um, the aircraft are parked right at that um, gate area so you walk out from there so um, yeah it is a, a kind of a nice was an extra step mm. on the journey and it's just I suppose if you if you see that you're going from gate 335 um, then, th- then you'll know you're being bussed out so is give that just from gate 335 Oh. That one is um, just gate three three five. Is okay. it will will that's where you pick the bus up to go ah, over okay. to the south gates. Mm-hmm. And yeah. is that um, is there? Would you know specifically like oh we're getting a flight to wherever we'll probably have to go out to no, no. just no. whatever it, it will wherever just the space is on, on the day exactly. And we, um, we have our, our guys in stand planning who would uh, I suppose we have a stand plan and we, we they stick to it as much as they can. Mm. But with if if an aircraft is delayed or anything like that, that can change throughout the day. So um, they'd be constantly moving pieces around the chessboard if you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, great. I don't think of any other questions. How are you, Stephen? No, absolutely perfect. Looking forward to my next trip to Dublin Airport. Yeah, definitely. Roll on me. That's great. Thanks so much for coming in and sharing all your knowledge. Thanks very much. Thanks for inviting us. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you. That's it for this week on the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Thanks to Audrey, Martin, Liz and Stephen. And as always, thank you for listening. Stephen and I hope you've been enjoying the podcast and the destinations and additional topics that we've been covering. If you've any questions or suggestions, please drop us an email at podcast at clickandgo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode and all our previous ones, please subscribe, rate it or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, share it and spread the word. Next week, we'll be talking all about the Venice of the North, Amsterdam. So until then, goodbye.